0: Welcome, my beauty partners, to this Global Beauty Tech Master Series. I'm Alice, the founder and the CEO of Perfect Corp. We are excited to bring you an inside look into the future of beauty tech and how it can benefit the digital transformation for brands. It is our pleasure to host you on this five-part leadership series to help you excel as a beauty tech master and propel your business through strategic digital-first solutions. Step into the future of beauty innovation with me. Welcome to join the Global Beauty Tech Master Series. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of Master Series Season 2. So in the last episode, The State of Beauty Tech uh, 2021 and Beyond, we mentioned about uh, one of the most important uh, the thing in the in the 2021 will be growing demand for personalized uh, skincare. The AI-powered skincare technology will be the next big big, uh, big thing. So in today's episode, uh, we will have a closer look into this topic. And today we are very pleased to have a uh, two skincare master to join us. So Emily uh, and the Vice President of Global Digital, and Yoko Little, Vice President of Global Product Marketing from NewSkin to join us. So Emily oversees NewSkin's Global Digital Strategy, uh, partner closely with New Skin's CX office to embed the customer insight across the organization. And these are the key digital partnership to expand the ecosystem of tools and uh, integrate a digital mindset across the organization. So previ- previously, before joining uh, skin, uh, New Skin, Emily worked for a Fortune 500 company where she uh, held uh, various uh, responsibilities from leading the global digital marketing um, to building a customer engagement organization, including their CX, creating a, a global digital strategy. So Emily has experience across uh, field marketing, uh, partner marketing, social media, and content development. Okay, so the leadership development in multiple industries. And then beside that, in her free time, Emily enjoys spending time with her family and also loves to travel to uh, remote places. Places I, I believe you're gonna you know, really want to go back <laughs> so when the pandemic uh, uh, ends. So um, Emily actually has led over 25 humanitarian expedition for choice. It's a non-governmental organization focused on substantial development. Okay, so welcome Emily. and Yoko currently is the manager of broad uh, global partner portfolio across the beauty and wellness category. Yoko has over 20, 20 years of experience in building and uh, promoting top performer brands in global environment ranging from an anti-age skincare, beauty devices and beauty and wellness supplements. So welcome, welcome and then we're really very glad to have you both join us. So, um, today, the new skin actually is one of our very early partner uh, when we do the skincare technology, okay? So, that's a, it's a very good uh, to have them to join us to talk about skincare. okay? And then, for, for today's uh, agenda, we will talk about, I will spend a little bit more uh, time to talk about uh, the AI technology from developers like us, like a perfect core perspective. I'll talk about um, the omni-channel activation, and then from my perspective, I will say if it's hope or it's a hype. And then Emily and Yoko will give us a great presentation on a couple of uh, topics. For example, how pandemic um, accelerates social commerce and personalize on trend. And then they'll also give you some idea about the broader application of a personalization and the example of a new skin's uh, personalization. And then the most important thing is uh, she will bring us as a journey into new Skins Vera as a new Skins product as a case study to using AI and technology for optimal user experience and share the research and user feedback. Then we'll go to q and So uh, let's, let's just kick off. Uh, first, uh, if you don't know Perfect Corps, just give you a quick uh, introduction of Perfect Corps. Perfect is a global leader in beauty tech. Uh, we founded in 2015, it's almost six years. We have about 250 people. We are in 15 cities, 11, 11 countries. We do have, we have a two type of business. One is a B2C, which we have a, a world-winning product called you can, uh, you can App. so you, you can make up and you can perfect. We have about like 900 million downloads in global. And then also on the B2B side, uh, with the SaaS technology, we have about uh, 300 brands, uh, partner worldwide to work with us, and then we uh, they license our technology. Okay, and then, of course, we, we highly decorated. Um, last year, we won the 2020 Times 100 Best Innovation of the Year. Okay, so and then we have a lots of awards. Among them, we work with a lots of a brand partner. You can see New Skin is one of them. And then we work um, like a luxury brand, and then also a prestige brand. And to the mass, we also work with a retailer like a Target, Sally Beauty, and Alcha. Okay. Uh, we are in the country, many countries. The headquarters in Taiwan. In charge of uh, the product development, and then cross global, we have a team to support you, our brand partner. So let's start. So AI technology, um, it's really like AI, right? AI right now become a a term like everybody using AI. But what exactly uh, we as a like a technology development for skincare technology to use AI to development. So basically, I, I you know when we get into AI, we talk about machine learning. However, for, for us, for the skin, like doing the beauty technology, uh, actually the AI skin care start from facial recognition. You have to understand the face first uh, in order to do analysis. Okay, so machine learning with the digital signal processing to identify and cluster different type of skin concern uh, is very important for us. For us, um, the perfect, we have a patent uh, technology called AI Face, so, we can track like a 200 plus facial landmark. Landmark is very important. Yeah, well, of course, you have to trace, you have to understand the face. Face. Then you need to trace all the landmarks, say like a wrinkle, and then the acne, and the color difference, all kinds of things. And then it's fast. So, we not only you know, tracking, but it's like a 20% faster compared to average, like industry standard. And then we can divide your face into almost 4,000 matches in order to analyze a very detailed, very subtle difference about your skin. Okay, so then, then we, of course, we do uh, machine learning. But you know, actually, machine learning is a bigger turn. However, machine learning really needs the data. Okay, data is the key for machine learning because of what exactly machine learns from data. So uh, but, uh, we have a luxury um, you know, to have uh, our, the You Can app which being global use. And then also we work with a partner, uh, as I said, our partner trusts us. So we form the partnership and we'll work with the partner together. So we get uh, quite a lot of data. So usually we start with a 20,000 uh, subject across all age group and then ethnicity. Uh, we need to make sure it's a no bias on our, uh, the ground truth. And then once we establish this ground truth, we start to getting improvement, by training, by all kinds of different data. So we start to have uh, improved the coverage and accuracy. And then because you know, the, the learning continues, so we continue um, access the new uh, data so we can improve the, the engine, okay? So uh, that as I said, the machine training actually is a mystery. So if you don't have a data, machine learning is nothing. You have to have a good data. That's how we start with the good data from clinical study and then brands of data and also from our own customer. Then after that, we start to analyze uh, the skincare uh, concern. So as I said, so we uh, by categorize and cluster different concern, we start to, uh, to understand. So we train our engine. Our engine become more like a, a skincare expert to understand like uh, the moisture level level of your face the honest level, level the spot, the redness, uh, acne, dark circle, texture, wrinkle, all kinds of things. And then, the, you know, this year we are getting to more skincare concern like uh, eye back, uh, firmness, and then, uh, you know, like all this uh, pore or radiance. So it's getting more. So once we have uh, more data, we have a more sophisticated uh, um, algorithm, we start training our engine. The engine become more uh, sophisticated to recognize all these um, the concerns. Then once we recognize, we can do a simulation. You know, what if like you use this product and then if you follow this routine, what will that simulation look like? So this simulation actually, we, uh, we are using very advanced uh, AI technology called GAN, um, Generative uh, Diversive uh, Network. So basically it's a two AI engines compete each other. So one is trying to be the judge and the other one is trying to compete. So that's, uh, we, we don't, we, we are not going to go to a de- detail of that game theory, but basically that's what we've been doing for the in all the simulation, okay? So one AI engine try to judge another AI. So they are kind of like running a race. Um, then we go the simulation, okay? So after that, so we did all the great thing. However, as I said, we are the pro- a technology provider. So we need to put all these uh, AI experience, uh, skincare, into application, okay. So for us, our customer has a different need. They want to do an omni-channel activation. So we are going to get our um, the AI, the engine which train, um, you know, specifically for for brand. We can use a RESTful API. We can put into your web module. Uh, we can create a native um, the SDK so you can integrate into your app mobile app iOS, Android, or if you focus in China, we can do Taobao, uh, the mini program, which in your chemo store, you can start doing this uh, skincare analysis and then recommend, and also WeChat. So if you have a WeChat uh, page, so with your fan and everything, you can start doing this uh, from uh, from the the WeChat. So once we have the activation, the engine settled, uh, we can push to omnichannel. Okay, so that's the advantage of our architecture. And also one thing is uh, we not only make uh, AI accurate, but because we're very experienced uh, dealing with uh, uh, the brand, the customer, so we know speed and the privacy is really the key to have a, a very successful activation program. So we have a very novel architecture uh, that's the three parts. The first one is a perfect call. So we have a console. the console basically serves as a database, and then also the the dashboard. Okay. So once we create this uh, engine, so we can push to mo- uh, omni-channel through the unified central database. Okay, So you don't need to create, uh, spin the wheel, create all kinds of different activation for different um, omni-channel. So the central database, then we use the cloud server. Uh, it can be Amazon, Google, Microsoft, or Oracle. So we use the um, depends on the brand preference. So the cloud server actually have all this uh, engine, which is a skincare diagnosis module, and then product recommendation, sit on the cloud. So, however, one thing is really really important is uh, for the end user, we leverage the IOT, the edge computing. So our engineer is is super smart. So they they put some of this uh, um, the computation in the users' devices. Okay, so that one address two things. One is the speed and the privacy. So you don't need to like uh, up. Uh, upload to the cloud and get the recommendation every every time you do this. Okay, so some of the the certain calculation happen in edge, and also whatever personal data like your um, your photo, um, your like a skin a condition, actually store in your personal devices. They are not getting to the cloud. So that's why by doing this uh, very novel architecture, we address the speed and the privacy. Okay, so we have all these good thing technologies. So, is this a hope or is it a hype? I'll say it really, really depends on. It's in the eyes of the beholder. It depends on how you see that, how you use this technology. First, you know, as I said, we are the provider. We do the. We think we did a great technology, and then the, we provide a very accurate uh, the skincare um the recommendation and then the diagnostic result. However. We need somebody else, like a judge, right, to, to uh, give us a verdict to see if your product is good or not, is it accurate or not. So uh, we do a very scientific approach to validate the AI skin So this one, actually, I would say is, a, is a one of the most important, because every vendor, every technology provider say they do AI, they do skincare here and there. However, to validate, make sure your result match the clinical result. That's the important, most important thing. So for us, uh, we, uh, we will validate our product based on three principles. First is the consistency across the different lighting conditions, of course, and then the, for different uh, temperature, you have to be consistent. You cannot say, okay, so let me do this in the bright sunlight is one result. And then the, in the, the indoor lighting is another result. It's not the case. So we make sure it's consistent and this accuracy compared with the professional clinical tester uh, testing equipment. For example, probably if you're from the skincare um, uh, field, you know uh, Visia. So, it's more like an equipment, right? So, the clinical grade. So, we do our testing uh, result, test against that professional machine equipment, okay? Make sure that it's accurate. And also, we do correlation in between our tests with the clinical study, at least the 60 to start with, and then the 60 tests cross the three uh, demologies score. Okay, so sh- I just show you some detail here. So I just will get one of these um, uh, screenshots, snapshot from our um, uh, the, you know, the research. So basically, see, that's all clinical results. And then, the, say, like a 27 different criteria we are test against with. And then we do, so for in this case, it's uh, like a 21 subject test in various conditions. Okay, so we try to figure out um, the the reproductivity, See if it's consistent, if it's accurate. Then we do a dermatologist the uh, evaluation. We get a set of data from the professional doctor, and then we test against our result. So we find the correlation. So make sure whenever the product pushes out, it's the best. Okay, and then. This is something like we I'll say like a, do a comparison. As I said, everybody do a uh, lots of people do an AI skincare and everybody claim they are good. So let's see. So for example, in the perfect core, uh, we we do like a wrinkle, right? So the the circle is the wrinkle where we find it. And then in Company A, they miss uh, three at least three places. They only identify one on the forehead. And the Company B is even worse. They pretty much miss everything. Okay. So it's a hype of it's a hope. So if you find the right vendor, it's hope. If you find the wrong vendor, it's hype. Again, on the acne, this one is a super, super professional. I have to say that. We actually published a paper um, published with a, one of the brand partner in the National Health Institute. We talk about grading. We use a professional GEA grading to approach a different type of uh, skin, uh, the acne, uh, called the pore and the residual mark, uh, the mark. So see, once we do a, the, the acne, see how many acne we find. and then there's a vendor com, com, company A and this company pretty much miss all the acne. So again, hope and hype. Last, actually I want to show you this one is from customer. half of the press. Uh, that's a one customer, we do a case study. Uh, we're gonna publish in next couple of days because it's still uh, we're not published yet, so I cannot tell the name. But basically, what the company said, they are doing the skincare. They said they found several benefits since deploy our skincare technology. They find, you know, our technology is really personalization. And then we have a, um, they have more than thirty percent increase in sales. guess okay, everybody love to have that. And they have a three hundred percent boost in website traffic, and three hundred thirty increase in website, uh, draw time. Okay, so they said more than thirty percent just about every customer who scan their skin by the product. And then they say, perfect, a company, great company to work with. They really like us uh, or technology, the service. So it's a hype, it's a hope. I, I'll provide you all the, the truth, the factor, and uh, you can decide. Okay, so um, then that's pretty much a, that conclude my part. And I guess the most exciting one is that we will have our customer brand partner, um, uh, Emily and Yoko from New skin they are going to share with you, which is, uh, uh, again, I, I really appreciate their sharing because it's a lot of insight from a brand product development and marketing perspective. So without further ado, um, let's have um, uh, Emily and uh, Yoko to share their experience. Um, I will have... Uh, Can you share yours or I need to give you...
1: I think I'm sharing now. Can you see it okay?
0: Okay. It looks like I'm sharing. Yes.
1: Okay. Thanks, Wayne. I appreciate those introductions. And it's fascinating to see how your technology is even evolving. Yoko and I were sitting here saying, okay, we need to ask about that. We need to ask about that. So (laughs) yeah, we'll be following up with a few questions. Um, Here, let me... uh... Let me just minimize that, okay. So we're excited to be here today and uh, share a little bit of content with you about New Skin and um, some of the uh, things that we're doing um, with digital, with AI, and with our products. Um, So as we um, get started, we just wanted to give you a little bit of background on New Skin. You might not be familiar with us as a brand. Um, We were founded in 1984 um, by three individuals who really wanted to help people solve their skin challenges with pure ingredients and along the way they actually discovered an innovative channel to sell those products through which is really through um, thought leaders influencers and affiliates. This was 30 years before the current influencer um, culture has has emerged and so they were really ahead of their time. Um, I'll, I'll let yeah, Yo just a, tell little you a little more bit fun more.
2: Facts about New Skin for those who are not familiar with the company. So New Skin is a publicly traded uh, beauty and wellness company, about $2.5 billion in annual sales um, and over 1.5 million customers worldwide. And about half of our global customers are engaged in a monthly subscription or loyalty model. Uh, and on the right side, you just see you know, one of New Skin's key strengths is our ongoing focus and investment in R&D. That's why, you know, part of the reason why I we're fascinated to see the investment, you know, was the Perfect Corp, just showing a lot of the great, you know, latest updates on the clinical research. So thank you for sharing that, Wayne. Uh, and we really dedicated, uh, you know, we have dedicated innovation centers and um, also in the U.S. and China, we're consistently, uh, you know, investing in new scientific research uh, in the beauty and wellness uh, categories. So more recently, we have focused our R&D innovation uh, around beauty device systems and these innovations are helping us really more effectively, you know, serve our customers needs with, you know, advanced skin treatments that they can really perform in the comfort of your own home. So it's we we say, you know, it's like having your esthetician on speed diet or being able to have all these treatment options at home is great for our customers. Uh, And in 2018, you know, with our introduction of LumiSpa, uh, Euromonitor acknowledged New Skin as the world's number one at-home beauty device system brand. So um, the beauty device platform, you know, along with really hundreds of beauty and wellness products um, available globally, it really sets, um, you know, the prime opportunity for personalization technology through AI um, and with a unique algorithm.
1: Um, We're in over 50 countries um, throughout the world, and we have about 70,000 what we would call affiliates that are really connecting with customers and um, really helping educate them about our products and sell our products. Um, Long before the pandemic, we actually saw a significant shift towards social commerce, so connecting with people on social media, building thought leadership on social, And then with the pandemic, that just accelerated things. So now where where we traditionally were very one-to-one, face-to-face selling, we're now seeing an acceleration um, with the adoption of digital tools. And over 90% of our transactions are now done online. And we also feel pretty lucky because we actually know 1.5 million customers. I mean, how many brands can say that? and over half of our revenue comes from subscriptions and loyalty, So we we feel pretty lucky about that. Um, with the, the social convergence that we're seeing and the pandemic, we've really tried to double down on the digital, social, and mobile tools that we give our affiliates to really help them connect in meaningful ways and deepen the relationship that they have with their consumers. Um, and with the pandemic, we've actually noticed four different things that have emerged as they've been using our our digital, social, um, and mobile tools. One is it allows them to connect personally 24/7, around the world in brand new ways. Um, It's really through digital that we can offer those experiences that replace the in-person moments. That's how we're using digital to cross boundaries. Um, It's also overcome the hurdle of them having to become a beauty expert overnight, so we have a huge portfolio. We have over 400 products. If you want to get started with our business, how do you learn all of those products, plus how to recommend products, um, anticipate the needs of your consumers, all those different ways? Our digital tools are really helping our affiliates do that in in a much more experienced way. We're able to onboard our affiliates a lot faster, get them up to speed, Um, and what that means is, the fourth point is, it means they're able to sell more products faster and really retain their customers in um, meaningful ways. So let's think about AI. That's why we're here today, right? And for us, when we think about AI, it's a hot topic in digital, let's be honest. Some people are at the the end of the spectrum where they think it's like, you know, too futuristic. It's like Jetsons flying cars or something out of the matrix. For us at NewSkin, Skin, really AI is about personalization. And we know that personalization is key to our consumers. It's really at the heart of why we do AI, is to be able to give our consumers a personalized experience that's really meeting their needs. And we feel like it's a differentiator for us um, as a brand.
2: Yeah, and really the consumers of today are doing their research, they're digital natives, and they're looking for personalized solutions you know, that meet their uh, uh, own unique needs. And it really is demonstrated in various market data. Uh, There was an article, a recent article actually from last year, Forbes Forbes listed a handful of statistics around personalized experience. And they said 80% of consumers said personalization is a key factor in their buying experience. And over 90% are more likely to shop with brands that make relevant offers and personalized recommendations. So the interest in personalization and customization is definitely high, uh, also in the beauty industry. And you know, according to multiple research by Mintel and others, you know, globally, really more than half of the, about half of the customers are motivated to purchase more products when they're you know personalized it up uh, they, when personalized recommendations are made. So, so if we think of personalization
1: kind of as a spectrum, from the end of curate. To um, actually, so where you're actually taking your existing products and then personalizing them in new ways, to really custom personalization, which is where you're really looking at how do you make it specifically unique to that one individual. And we here at New Skin, we've been having those debates internally. It begs the question does one size really fit all? We know that's not the case. In fact, the part of this that I'm most passionate about is inclusivity and really how do we understand our consumers as individuals and meet their needs that allows us and our affiliates to really develop personal relationships with them and the result of that is retention it's growth it's higher engagement they come back they make repeat purchases it's all the things that we want to see um, as a business and as a brand
2: so um, how do we apply that here at Nu Skin? Yeah, exactly. So let's take a look at several examples. We'll start with you know one of our skincare brands called Nutrisentials. The brand really targets conscious you know millennial skincare users who are seeking safe, natural skincare uh, that delivers results. And here you know you can see um, you know some um, examples of the type of types of cleansers and toners and serums and you know um, moisturizers uh, that we have in the range. And I know many. Um, you know, brand offers, you know, these type of solutions, multiple cleansers, multiple toners, and, and so forth. But as a consumer, how do you really know and understand what's best for them? And that's where really this personalization and AI technology could come in. So you take an example of, you know, David. Um, David is a 28-year-old female with, uh, you know, somewhat oily male. skin. Yes, male. <laughs> Sorry male with um, oily skin. He lives in a humid environment. He has an office job, you know, fairly sedentary and very lifestyle. With enhanced, uh, an AI-enhanced skin assessment, he would immediately be able to, you know, input some of his uh, data and then be able to get recommendations for just a clean, fresh, and hydrated skincare regimen. Another example here was Sarah. She's a 23-year-old PE teacher with dry skin, she loves, she lives in a hot and dry climate, but also loves to travel and stays active, you know, indoor and outdoors. So based on her skin types and assessment, you know, the regimen she's recommended is basic skincare focused on skin hydration, but also with gentle makeup remover, you know, day moisturizer with SPF and also, you know, occasional face mask uh, when her skin needs extra glow just to be um, Instagram ready. Another example here is, you know, a more sophisticated um, approach for customized skincare. So AgeTalkMe was launched in 2015 to deliver this advanced customized anti-aging, you know, skincare. So your skin needs really change over time with the change of environment, uh, lifestyle, your stress level, and so many factors. So being able to really follow through with ongoing skin assessment and continue to curate and customize and personalize your regimen is what we really focused on with this concept. So with... um, Based on the skin assessment, each use user is given this unique code that's selected from hundreds of possible, you know, uh, regimen options, and it really, uh, you know, uh, uh, filter it down to simple two-step regimen, so day moisturizer, night moisturizer, and a, a combination of serums that is targeting specific needs of your skin. So these these are just a couple of examples how you can, you know, apply scheme assessment to select the right product for you. And this device actually then mixes it for you exactly.
1: on a daily basis based on what you're needing, right? That is ultimate yeah. personalization. Yeah,
2: it's so cool. So yeah, outside of Nu Skin, you know, we're seeing ongoing innovation by other brands as well in this category. This really is a space where the consumer interest and market trends really, you know, come together to create the opportunity yeah. model. So when we think about um, AI, it was
1: interesting. We we recently read a study: ninety percent of personalization efforts are actually based on surveys and assessments. And so. For for us, that really introduces the question, how do you know what you don't know? If if your personalization journey is only based on how you see yourself and your understanding of what's possible, then there are all of the things that we're missing about what is possible, right? And AI really helps us to connect that story and explore you know, new things that we wouldn't um, normally think of. If we think about all the different aspects of who we are as individuals, AI allows us to really see people holistically and understand all these different drivers um, and then make recommendations based on that. So here at New Skin, what we've actually chosen to do is marry AI with personal assessment so we're able to understand what are they concerned about, what are they thinking about, but also our custom algorithm. We find that when we bring those three together, that allows us to really give personalized, optimized recommendations. And when we do that, like I said earlier, we see consumer value, consumer satisfaction, retention, growth, they're coming back, they're buying from us over and over because they see us as a trusted um, friend. So um, I want to introduce you to our newest digital experience, which is called VERA. VERA actually comes from the word Veritas, and it is our skin consultation experience. And we named it after Veritas because we really want to help consumers discover their true skin. So we use a combination, like I was saying, of AI, um, the assessment and algorithm, to really understand what they want to accomplish and then make recommendations to them. So here's an example of what that flow looks like. Um, Right now, it is a web app experience, and we're looking at how to convert that to a native app experience to really optimize it. Um, And for us, one of the challenges is um, how do we give our affiliates tools that they can use with consumers all over the world? So they might be in one location, the consumer might be in a different location, and what they do is they actually send a personal invite to invite that consumer to come take a test in Vera and then go through the consultation. And then our affiliates are actually able to see the recommendations and the process flow from their side as long as the consumer opts in, um, so that then they're able to stay in touch with them around the recommendations that are made. Um, we are leveraging Perfect Core's UCAM technology, we've been thrilled with that. Um, and uh, we've gotten some really interesting responses uh, from that and are looking at ways to really educate people around how that technology works so that they understand that this is really best in class. Um, Perfect Core has been an awesome partner for us and we're grateful. Um, for their technology. And then it ends basically with a personalized recommendation screen where they can see the different combinations of products. It's quick, it's already in their cart to check out, couple clicks to check out, and they're on their way. So as we um, really look forward, Vera is becoming um, the personalization engine for us as a company, honestly. And this is what some of our beta testers are saying. It's in 11 markets globally. We hope to launch it um, worldwide here in the next couple of months. And then in the future, we are um, looking at live beauty consultation and machine learning, um, you know, makeup try-on, different things like that with perfect core. So we're excited to see how, how this experience evolves. And like I said, I, I really think this becomes the heart of our, our digital ecosystem yeah. as we move forward. The reality is that people want to be seen and heard as individuals. So how do we really drive and achieve that personalization in a digital era? Personalization in AI, it really helps us to be able to see our consumers as the amazing people that they are and really allow us to deliver the personalization and experience that they want. With these types of tools, we really see that digital boundaries no longer exist. So we'd love to open it up with uh, questions. And uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you.
0: okay so uh wow that's amazing thank you uh master emily and master yoko that's a great uh really appreciate that generosity actually bring us all the insight of that from the concept product development uh to the product and to the result so that the entire journey is amazing okay um, so I guess uh, we will have uh, open up the Q&A, so while we are waiting for customers, uh, the audience to send their questions. So you can always, uh, you know, uh, if you are in the audience, you can send a question by typing in the, in the chat box. Uh, first, I, um, I'll probably like to ask you, we talk about, uh, we talk about omni-channel from the technology uh, uh, provider perspective, and you talk about omni-channel. Okay. So today, I, I believe omni-channel is really important. Uh, so, um, given the omnichannel present necessary uh, for today's uh, digital connected world, how can a brand uh, better connect a customer online to offline to create a seamless omnichannel 360-degree uh, strategy? So, probably have Emily to, to um, let us know your thoughts on all that.
1: Yeah, we have incredible technology teams that are thinking about that exact thing. So for us, it is. It's about how do we build the right internal digital ecosystem to give our affiliates the right tools that they can really build their businesses, connect with consumers. But then it's how do you connect that to the external digital ecosystem? Because consumers today they want seamless, frictionless experiences, right? They want to come in and out of, of experiences and not sense that they've even moved um, experiences. And so we are exploring about how do we open up our APIs? How do we um, really develop and design with that end state in mind of creating those seamless experiences that are omni-channel? Um, the other two things that I would say that we're thinking about is, how do we leverage native experiences, like let's say on social media with our tools? Let's meet people where they are and continue the conversation where they are, give our affiliates the tools and knowledge to do that very thing. Um, And and the other thing is, how do we bring in meaningful experiences to an omni-channel, right? And so that it doesn't feel so digital, but it does feel like you're personally connected to this person. Um, in new ways. So those are absolutely all the things that we're thinking about right now. VERA um, and the UCAM technology is actually a huge step for us to be able to create those kinds of experiences. So I think that's why we're so excited about it.
0: Great, thank you. So then another question actually is uh, myself. I'm curious because uh, we do AI, uh, we provide the vendor AI, and then the, you use the AI to engage with customers. So probably uh, uh, this one, the question is for Yoko. So you, you're you from product development side. So beyond this uh, like a skincare diagnosis assessment, so how can this technology like AI help the brand in the area of a product development? Okay. Beside like a consumer, customer engagement. So in the product development side. Yeah,
2: really good question. Uh, thank you, Wayne. So the visual AI technology really helps track, you know, key consumer benefits as you, you know, showcased earlier, it can track progress on lines and wrinkles, you know, pigmentations and pores. You know, you you showed us, you know, the dark circles and other things. Uh, These are really among top uh, consumer needs for skincare. So these features really inspire the formula design and concept to deliver visible benefits that consumers can really expect to see, and also something that they can track and share with other people. So that definitely helps to establish the the expectation for efficacy and also support the sharing experience. Another thing um, I think is, you know, it's really important to take a look at some of these data carefully. Um, I mentioned earlier, uh, you know, age.me, personalized skincare. We have, you know, years of, um, you know, experience of uh, uh, offering that product experience in multiple markets. And we have, you know, millions of skin data, you know, from that experience globally. We utilize the data, data to see, you know, consumer trend preferences, you know, by age, geolocation, gender, uh, and so forth, and the data is really critical to refine our not only our ongoing personalized recommendations, but to help us better understand our customer needs, you know, for the right skincare treatment, uh, you know, for future development as well. So.
0: Okay, great, thank you. So then we start to get a question from um, audience. I guess the first actually there's a couple of uh, the audience asking the same question about lighting, which I guess that's for me. So I'll probably ask about how do we make sure the lighting condition in a different uh, way so we can come make sure the the consistency. So um, we can go very deep into that. And actually you can find some of the answer in my like last season's episode one, we talk about this lighting, but basically I'll give you a quick uh, idea. So we use a technology called adaptive lighting. So basically you can think about this uh, when you have a, a mobile phone, you take a picture, right? So there's a digital uh, sensor and some algorithm trying to adjust, they sense the uh, the environmental, like environment light, and then internally, they have a gauge, try to adjust the lighting. So we are doing similar thing. Of course, that will be more uh, sophisticated because we need to look at the reflection of the, the skin, a different skin condition. So basically, we use adaptive lighting, we collect the lighting condition from environment, uh, from your like a skin, the reflection, and then we are using um, the algorithm, to, to calculate and find the best lighting um, condition. And we adjust internally. I mean, the, on, the, on, on our um, algorithm or engine, we adjust that. So basically, it's adaptive. So that's why it can be very dynamic, depends on your um, the environment. If it's a too, too bright, we try to reduce the, the brightness and reduce the contract. And if it's a too dark, we try to enhance the lighting. Okay, so that's how we do um, the, the lighting adjustment. So hopefully that answered the question. And then I have another question, which you, that one is very typical. Every time we get that question, so I'll probably ask Emily. So the customer, the, the audience asks about um, consumer concern about the security and privacy uh, when you uh, leverage your AI. Okay, I guess that's a very important and very, very common question.
1: Yeah, I, I'm glad that someone asked that. So. Um, It's been something we are discussing quite frequently, so we feel a responsibility as a brand to really send, one, we um, value the protection and security of our consumers' data as much as they do, right? And what used to be kind of the accepted, oh, you at least have an opt-in screen, we don't feel like that's actually enough. So we've been looking at our digital experiences to say, how do we make it explicit, why we're asking them to opt in, what we're going to do with this data, how we protect their data, all those kinds of things. So we actually try to build our experiences with that baked in and send those strong trust signals up front, so that they understand how are we using their data. And we have flows that if they don't want to opt in, they, they can still go through the experience. It means we're not gonna store their data, we're not gonna store their photo, anything like that, right? So we still give them a flow to experience, but we're very clear and explicit about what that means. It's a it's a great question. And honestly, it's a question that all brands, we need to all be asking ourselves that on a daily basis because the landscape is changing quickly and we need to be innovating and anticipating you know, what the, the next standard is um, to really, you know, protect our consumers.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, from technology provider perspective, we try to make our um, solution flexible. So it depends on the brand's uh, privacy, policy, and also region, right? Like a European has a very strict region compared to like a, uh, some Asia countries. So that's why we try to be flexible and then adapt to brands the need. Okay, thank you. And then, uh, so another interesting question coming from the audience is to talk about so, how do you attract customers to try Vera at the beginning of the process? Because you know we, we develop the app, everybody develop app, but the, the most important thing is to get people to use the app. So that's an interesting question. So maybe Emily or Yoko, we can address that.
1: Yeah. So we feel pretty lucky because we have seventy thousand affiliates worldwide who are bringing their customers to the app. So we're 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 lucky that way. We're significant that way. What we are finding, though, is that there is such a demand and need for these kinds of experiences that if you can raise the visibility on what you're offering, the science behind it, the clinical studies behind it, it is not hard to invite people in. The other thing that we've been talking about from an app experience is what is the right combination of features and value that will actually um, get someone to download the app and continue to use it, right? So we're exploring things like before and after selfies, um, their ability to personalize the app to them, to their regimen, an ability to track changes in their skin over time. Those are all things that we're exploring to, to figure out that right combination so that not only can you attract them there, but you can keep them there and stay top of mind with them.
2: Yeah, I agree with Emily completely. These digital experiences something that, you know, millennial and other generations yeah. are really eager to jump in and experience. And once you're building, you know, those before and after features and sharing features and tracking features and so forth, it really does become tricky and they'll naturally want to share the experience and share
1: the app with and people. it can't stay t- static yeah. right you've got to constantly evolve yeah. that and anticipate what's the next thing we're going to add so yeah it's a daily conversation over here talking about okay what else can we do what what can we add
0: yeah so and then another question coming is it's interesting so it's more like a, we write a script but no it's not we are not writing <laughs> a, script. There's a A question coming they they ask so the, the previous question asked about how do you, you attract customers to use Vera? And the next question actually come and say, how do you keep engaging the customer over time? Do you need to check in with the AI tool every so often so they keep the product and uh, working? So how to uh, involve their routine? So I guess uh, I'll probably have um, Emily or Yoko address that and then from us, we can also talk about that. So engaging in the, like a uh, across the time. So
1: Yeah, and it actually, it even ties back to that omni-channel question, doesn't it? Because it's about giving them new features, new options, new experiences, but I also think it's about connecting to that external digital ecosystem as well and really being able to to leverage back and forth. Um, So for us, like I said, we're looking at additional experiences, we're looking at Really understanding the voice of our customers and what are the other things they're passionate about so that we might bring in other subject areas. For us, a lot of our affiliates are building lifestyle brands. So we're looking at okay, how do we bring in other experiences that extend that lifestyle story that allows them to share their personal story? Um, and I, I think honestly, partnerships like this with Perfect Core and with other vendors is key because. We don't have the technology teams to build out all of these experiences backed by the science and data. So we really turn to partners like Perfect Core. So with Perfect Core, we're looking at virtual try-on, live beauty consultation, um, other assessments down the road that that we can start to add in. So the experience always feels fresh. I think the other question is I'd turn to Yoko is as you're launching new products right what better platform to get visibility on your new product lines
2: yeah just a quick you know introductions Mm -hmm. and one other thing you know is um just versatility to really connect with various uh, social platforms which vary per market which vary you know in Mm -hmm. asia versus us and other markets so having that connection with key you know platform is really important when you're selecting partners and that's just you know one of the critical things you can't Internally, we may not have the technology to continue to keep, um, you know, keep that up. But with the right partners, you know, you have, you know, ability to go into the, you know, Tencent um, and you know, Taobao, um, you know, uh, um, environment, you know, ecosystem in China. While in, you know, North Asia, it might be different. In, in, you know. Uh, North America, it's, you know, Instagram and, you know, TikTok and in and, and others. So having that connection on the back end is also very and, important. And I think what you're saying is the flexibility, yeah. right? The
1: flexibility to scale and to integrate to with, to with lots yeah. of different yeah. systems. It also reminds me, so the original Vera experience was developed by teams in North America. And then in partnership with our teams in China, They've taken that experience, they've leveraged our UI, our workflows, but now they've made a uniquely Chinese experience and they actually pushed the envelope. So they brought in a lot more gamification, um, elements of competition. So how has my skin changed versus how your skin, who has better skin? I mean, they've really pushed the envelope in ways that we wouldn't have thought of here and so there's actually i think opportunity to be learning globally from each other as well about what do consumers want what are they interested in and how do we innovate as a technology provider
0: yeah so i guess uh, you know different region different global um, different countries they have a different very like a unique uh, need so actually uh, as a global brand to understand cross global that's very important so eventually I guess we, we understand the entire like a global customer, and then we create a, a demographic of one. That's, a, that's our yeah. goal, ultimate goal to give true personalization, just a demographic of one. Okay, so And then I'll probably have um, time for two more questions. So let me see. So one question, I'll probably just uh, change the the skill a, a little bit. So um, the question is, uh, what would you say to other brands? So I guess this one is from other brand a partner, they they ask, uh, what do you say to other brand or retailer if they are uneasy about embracing AI beauty tech? What's your recommendation? So probably Yoko, you can you, you can share your experience on that. Yeah, um, I'd
2: say you know don't be afraid to start small uh, i think with the right partner you can really test out the technology and the experience that's right for your uh, customers uh, first maybe even at the event or the retail you know space before you engage in that you know app development that you know becomes really sticky with the customers so um you know we Highlighted, um, with our own experience, we highlighted the AI technology for the color cosmetic try-on and the skin analysis feature at a global event several years ago. And we really learned a lot by observing our customers, you know, through that experience and uh, conducting a survey afterwards. So it takes, you know, a lot of really trials and uh, with the new features and like we've been talking about, this is an ongoing you know, um, you know, uh, evolution was adding new features and could constantly, you know, testing out our customer experience and so forth. But, um, you know, this put the need for personalization and, you know, IoT connected experience, mm-hmm. it's everywhere in the market right now. So, uh, you know, don't be afraid to start small, start to engage, you know, your consumers in that experience and really test out to see what works well for your customers.
1: Yeah. I think for us, we started with a web experience. A browser experience because that was the easiest way to step forward and now we're we've matured enough that we're ready to launch the app experience right and other brands they take a different approach but for us that's what made sense and it did it allowed us to kind of test and learn and figure out what was going to work for our consumers and now we're ready to step forward and you know, innovate even further. So yeah, take small steps. Figure out what what are your customer pain points and how can you solve those with AI and with personalization.
0: Yeah, that's a, re- a great recommendation. Uh, actually, that's what we see from our brand customer. So usually, um, you, they do uh, a web integration, which is uh, considered as uh, easier. And then when they get into some experience, they start doing the app because the app integration need uh, technology wise is a little bit. Like a sophisticated advance and also like a promotion marketing on the app is a little bit different uh is again this advanced. so a uh, great uh, recommendation and then uh, so i'll probably have a last question and for the audience if we didn't answer your question you can actually uh, reach out to us there is a survey and then also we know um you we have your your like email if you put your email so we can answer through email and then uh, don't hesitate to contact me or Emily or Yoko so we can be reach out, of course, linking, right? So everybody's on the linking. And then the last question is actually the is technical question. So I'll probably address that. Um, they they asked about AI. So there's a similar question about how to give customer engage along the time. However, uh, from the technical perspective, they ask, uh, is the AI self-learning and improve the customer experience over time as more customers using the app? Actually, that one also is a misunderstanding. It's like uh, people think uh, the AI engine is there. It's just like a human, they learn every day and then they change. So actually that's not how we uh, implement the AI. Yes, we we actually, we get the AI engine to learn at some point of time, for example, 90% accuracy rate. That's a standard. And then uh, we stabilize the engine and we input into production. So the engine actually, they are 90% accurate and then they're stable. So that's, they become consistent. OK, however, if we get more data, if we have a new uh, learning data coming, we need to uh, uh, to retrain the engine, to enhance the engine. And then we will have a new engine release. So in between the uh, the engine release, the, the engine, actually the AI behavior will be consistent. It's not like every day the AI do the self-learning. However, that's another case is uh, it's not our activation for now, but in other cases, we do have a so-called enhancement type of AI learning. They do learn on a daily basis. They, they earn, they learn they from the new data, they learn, they start to improve their, their engine, they, they start to, uh, uh, to to have a new behavior. So that's an enhanced one. The enhancement, actually the enhanced model is a little bit tricky. Just as I said previously about the, the GAN, G-A-N, uh, Generative Adversive Network, so they learn by themselves and then they compete themselves. Uh, they try to make the decision by themselves. It's fancy, however, it's a little bit, uh, you know, I'll say a little bit dangerous. So we get into the, the uncharted territory, which we don't know what will happen. Uh, but, uh, you know, so for for the, for the AI engine, what you see, uh, we provide to the brand partner, it's a stable, it's consistent, but over time we will enhance that. Okay, so, um, I uh, I think that pretty much uh, come to the end. Uh, we have a great session, and uh, hopefully we can continue talking about this. However, but the, for the interest of time, we have to stop here. Um, again, thank you uh, for Emily and uh, Yoko to join us. Uh, it's a really really like a great sharing. Uh, thank you so much, and looking forward to have a uh, come out with a more um, innovation and the partnership with the new skin, and then. Uh, for the for the audience Um, you know have a a good rest of the day and if you have any questions you can feel free to reach out to us thanks everyone
1: thanks for tuning in to perfect corps global beauty tech master series podcast edition please join us next time for another exciting episode on the future of beauty tech innovation